The all-new Chevy Colorado is made for more. Stacked with the latest in-vehicle technologies like a class-leading 11-inch diagonal center touchscreen and an extra-large wireless charging pad. Plus, it features wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto compatibility to make staying connected easy wherever your adventure takes you. Chevy Colorado. Made for more. Learn more at Chevrolet.com slash truck slash Colorado. Claims based on latest competitive data. This is the On The Banks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Aaron Brightman. Welcome to episode 130 of the On The Banks podcast. I'm your host and managing editor, Aaron Brightman. Thanks for joining us once again. We are now officially in the month of March and Rutgers men's basketball kicked things off with a huge road win on Wednesday night against Indiana, almost like a play-in game for the NCAA tournament. Two teams uh, squarely on the bubble for March Madness. Indiana led for most of the game, had a 10-point lead in the first half, was up by seven twice in the second half. And this team does what they have always done with this group of players under Steve Peichel, Geo Baker, Ron Harper Jr., Kayla McConnell, came through once again, third consecutive year, winning their last road game with everything on the line, uh, senior night for the opposition. They did it at Purdue in 2020. They did it at Minnesota last year, and they did it at Indiana last night. And definitely have to say that it was one of the more memorable and just wild games in recent memory. A lot of crazy things happened in that game. Um, Of course, at the very end, 19 seconds to play, Paul Mulcahy is fouled by Xavier Johnson was pushed and then responded, you know, with a basically a, I wouldn't call it a swing, but with his hand definitely made a, a forward motion, was ejected from the game for a flagrant two. And I think what, you know, should not be understated is Steve Peichel in that moment had to uh, substitute him knowing that whoever was going into the game, Indiana was going to pick to shoot that one and one. And um, he went with Andre Hyatt, who I think, you know, has been up and down this season but has an edge about him that was really important to have in that moment. And you could tell that he took it personally, that Indiana picked him and he calmly on the line by himself, no other player around him, knocked down two huge free throws to give Rutgers a five-point lead. It proved not to be enough, but the fact that he gave them that five-point lead, it did not allow Indiana to take the lead. They did get two free throws due to the technical and then hit that massive three. Parker Stewart, their best three-point shooter, who was struggling all night, came through at the end for them and tied the game with 10 seconds to go. And then, of course, Ron Harper Jr., ice in his veins, called for the ball from Geo Baker, who said after the game, you know, he always wants to take the last shot. But when Ron calls for it the way he did, he knew he had to give it to him. He came through yet again against the team from Indiana with the game on the line three-pointer just calmly brought the ball up the court lulled the defender to sleep didn't need much open space and just nailed it and silenced assembly hall and just gave Rutgers a huge huge moment on the road second quad one victory of the season on the road one at Wisconsin as well finished four and six uh, on the road in regular season play actually ties the program uh, best for doing that they won four in the road last year of course no fans But uh, as Brad Wachtel, our resident bracketologist, one of the best in the business, said to us last week that the road victories, uh, that Rutgers had the least amount of road and neutral victories of any bubble team 
Uh, and, you know, even said that if you had your, your, your pick uh, between Wisconsin and Indiana in terms of quad one wins, Indiana was more valuable simply because it's on the road. And we saw in the net rankings come out Thursday morning, Rutgers moved from 81 to 75. They're right back in position. Um, the, the lowest net ranking to ever make the NCAA tournament was St. John's in 2019 at 73. Michigan State made it last year at 70. Rutgers is right in that neighborhood. Obviously, a huge opportunity on Sunday. It's going to be an emotional day, senior day at the rack. Jersey Mike Serena, Geo Baker, Luke Nathan, Ralph Gonzalez AG, and then Ron Harper Jr. and Kayla McConnell also expected to be honored. They're fourth-year seniors. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that they, they won't be back. We don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it's likely they'll return. Uh, it's, it's probably too early to know. Perhaps they'll address it on Sunday. But the fact is, three of the most influential and impactful players in modern program history are being honored on Sunday with a game on the line that they need to push forward to make the NCAA tournament. I do not think that they're in as of yet. I know a lot of national media are saying so today, and that's great, and we want that. But Penn State's a Q3 opportunity right now. You can't suffer another quad three loss. They already have two. They have the quad four loss against Lafayette. You have to win that game on, on Sunday. Then you go into the Big Ten tournament, and listen, they're, they're still up for grabs. They could finish as high as fourth place and get that double by. I think, you know, realistically, they'll probably finish fifth or sixth. You need to get that first win in the Big Ten tournament. And then I think they're they're a lock for the NCAA tournament. So this team has has done it two years previously, and they're in the middle of trying to do it once again. The resolve of this group is just unbelievable. Geo Baker and Ron Harper Jr. hitting three after three throughout that game. Several big spots throughout the game in the first half. Geo's uh, three at the end of the first half to cut the lead to seven. Ron Harper hit back-to-back threes early in the second half. Cliff Omuri, unbelievable game from him. 13 points, 12 rebounds, four blocks. Really outplayed Trace Jackson Davis in the second half. Steve Peichel's decision to incorporate the zone really threw Indiana off. Trace Jackson Davis had 15 first half points, only scored four points in the second half, only had three shots. So uh, huge adjustment there. Andre Hyatt, like we said, coming off the bench to hit those free throws. And let's not forget Cliff, four made free throws in the last minute and a half um, with the game on the line and drained all four. And they weren't just, you know, rim in. They were, they were nothing but net. And he really stepped up in that moment. Kayla McConnell, again, tremendous defensively, made a couple of tough shots. You know, really is, uh, just if he doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Ten, he was named um, Neesmith semifinalist this, this week, one of 10 nationally, only one from the Big Ten to be named to it. So really hope he wins that honor next week. And then Steve Peichel. You know, aside from the zone, I mean, I, I love that he let them play at the end. If you remember, people lamented the end of the Northwestern game, Ron Harper Jr. getting, you know, that last shot and them playing it off the make. Um, well, they did the same thing last night and he looked for the same type of look and he came through when he needed it most. And I think, you know, Steve Peichel's ability to, to sense the moment and, and know what, you know, he liked the matchup. He didn't want to give uh, Indiana an, an opportunity to set up defensively uh, and it really worked out. So. Um, just everyone stepped up in a huge way. Obviously, exciting opportunity on Sunday and then next week with the Big Ten Tournament, which we'll get to next week and preview for sure. Before I get to this week's guest, I did want to touch on a few other Rutgers sports. Men's lacrosse, 5-0 and now, ranked number five nationally. Women's lacrosse, 
two wins in the last few days. Uh, they just um, beat uh, Monmouth 19-8 on Wednesday, 5-0, and ranked 14th in the country. Baseball's off to his best start since 2001 with a 6-1 record. Softball uh, had their longest uh, program winning streak since 1994. They were in the middle of an eight-game winning streak. Did come to an end, but they're off to an 11-4 and four start. So all four programs in the spring just really uh, starting strong in non-conference play and uh, certainly um, you know, makes them all intriguing teams to watch for as the spring goes on. Uh, wrestling is uh, off to the Big Ten Championships this weekend. We have uh, preview coverage on our site right now. Um, Eric Vesper, our uh, wrestling contributor, doing an amazing job this year. And uh, check out all his all his um, coverage on the banks. But really wanted to focus on this last home game of the regular season for Rutgers men's basketball special group coming to a close. Uh, Geo Baker's tenure, most likely Ron Ron Harper Jr. and Kayla McConnell. They'll be honored on Sunday. And as we know, the rack near and dear in our hearts has become really one, one of the hardest places to play in college basketball. And a big reason for that, obviously, is the fans. But even more specifically, is the student section has become just such a huge part of the environment, game to game. And a big reason why is the official student section of Rutgers Athletics is led by the Riot Squad, a student group that's been around for a few years. We had a, um, a uh, inaugural founding, founding member of the Riot Squad, uh, Scott Logan, uh, wrote for us a few years ago. Riot Squad has just grown over the years, their influence um, and their visibility and none greater than this past season with men's basketball. And to properly uh, kind of give their due uh, and give them an opportunity to talk about it, and also just as students, what this team and this group of seniors means to them, we welcome the president of Riot Squad, Ryan O'Connor, and we welcome him in now. It's my pleasure to now welcome to the podcast, Ryan O'Connor, the president of the Riot Squad, the official student section of Rutgers Athletics, They've been an amazing presence at Rutgers sporting events for a while now, but specifically this basketball season, wanted to bring Ryan on to talk to him about that and more. So here he is. And thanks so much for being here, Ryan. How is, uh, how's this year been for you so far? Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, first of all. And this year has been really crazy. I mean, especially with this basketball team, especially there's been so many ups and downs, right? I mean, you had the highs of, you know, those past win streak, uh, beating Purdue. Then he had some of the real lows. I mean, the Lafayette loss, even this past loss and the Maryland loss at home. I mean, like, it's so aware they lose in the rack, right? Or Jersey Mike's Arena. You know, it's it's been very, it's been a real roller coaster for sure. So just uh, starting with those that may not be fully aware, uh, just give us a little bit of an overview on the Riot Squad. Um, I know it's grown over time, over the years. And kind of the purpose and obviously, um, you know, what you guys have been doing the most of this this school year. We're the official student section of Rutgers Athletics. So if you ever watch a Rutgers sporting event, uh, we're in the front row of games. Uh, we're the loudest people in the student section. We really lead the student section. We're most notable for men's basketball and football, but we go to all sports. So we've been to a lot of field hockey games, women's soccer games, wrestling matches. Um, so we try to hit every sport and try to bring our energy everywhere. Um, so we've done a lot this year. We've had a really successful um, three quarters of the year so far. And what was that transition like? You know, we spoke, uh, I guess it was fall 2020 with you and a couple other members of the Riot Squad back then in terms of your adjustment to um, obviously, you know, uh, during COVID 
things were virtual. You couldn't attend sporting events. I know you did a lot of virtual watch parties, things like that. Um, what was the transition like back to this year where you could attend sporting events again? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a transition uh, for all of us. I mean, being home for a year, not being able to go to these things, that was tough. Um, and we had, we called it two classes of freshmen, right? Because we had uh, freshmen and sophomores who were never on campus. So they never were at these games, right? So they had to learn all of the new, all the, the traditions at games, how to, you know, how to be loud, if you will. So it took some time, like the, the first couple of basketball games, first couple of football games, it was kind of like them learning the ropes. And then as we progressed throughout the, the seasons, they've gotten really better. And it's really translated because especially these last like two or three weeks of the rack. What was the size of your, your group kind of, uh, I guess, during the pandemic and how much have you grown in this past school year? Yeah. So we had about 30 last, last school year and we've grown that tremendously. Uh, we're at like over 300 now. So wow. It, yeah, we, it took a lot of recruiting over the summer, um, a lot of in-person recruiting in the fall. Um, but yeah, we've really grown. And that was like one of our big goals. And uh, I saw that, you know, you did, you had like a watch party uh, at the uh, Rutgers men's basketball, I believe it was their, their locker room or their um, team, team facility last week when they were at Michigan. Talk about that relationship, working with specific programs and kind of the cool kind of, you know, side things that you guys do that we might not see, you know, day to day at games. Yeah. I mean, we have a really good relationship with athletics. So it's really just like whenever we need something, uh, I'll just text my contact athletics and say, hey, can we do this? And I'll get an answer, yes or no. Um, and we honestly, we talked about that specific event um, in September. So we were kind of playing that for a while. Um, and yeah, we, we watched the game in their team locker room at the rack. Um, at halftime, we even got on the court and, and shot, shot some hoops. So that was really, really cool experience. Um, you know, it was really cool just like walking through the tunnel and going out to the court, um, just seeing a whole side of the rack like you really haven't, don't see. So um, that was a really, really fun event. With that many members now, how do you even coordinate, you know, ahead of a game, specifically basketball? Uh, is it the type of thing that everybody signs up for? Um, how do you allocate the space in the student section? How does that all work? Pretty informal. Like for events, it depends on what it is. Like our main communications in our group me. And if you're in the group me, you're basically in the club. You kind of could do it. You kind of come to whatever you want. And like, as far as like the student section, it's really just first come first serve. But most of my active people come first, right? Like we stand outside the, uh, for games, 45 minutes to 30 minutes before the gates even open. And now they open an hour and a half before tip. So we're there like well over two hours before tip. So, I mean, you, you come early, you get the space. If there's not space, we make room for you. You know, it's kind of like a very informal process. Like I know who you are. Okay. Come on in, make some room, you know, VIPs, come on, make some room. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's been, you know, I kind of play a big part in running and like kind of running that whole thing and it's worked pretty well. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? I know uh, you had a, a pretty important member of the football team at a game this year and, and talk about how that went and just anybody else that, you know, kind of uh, fun that you've had kind of join along uh, for any games. Yeah, we've had a lot of recruits and football players come into the student section. Um, so that started in during football, actually. We had a lot of the uh, top 22 recruiting class guys come in uh, during the first couple of football games. And then it just kind of started again with basketball. I don't remember exactly how it started, but I, you know, some one of the football players just asked to come in or we just kind of like 
they saw them walking to like their football section. We're like, no, wait, come in, come in. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, the most notable was, yeah, Gavin Wimsack. He's been in our section for two games, I think. Uh, we've had plenty more. Uh, Jacob Allen, Jay Patel, uh, Kobe Asamoa, Victor Kanapka. The list kind of goes on. Like We've had a lot of success just like uh, bringing these football players in, showing them a good time. Um, it's great for it's great for them and it's great for us. I mean, it just kind of helps get our name out there. It gives us more recognition. Just in terms of your relationship with basketball, you know, it's almost like a whole new tradition started uh, with after the alma mater. They, they come by the student section basically where you guys are. Uh, the riot squad and you know they they uh, high five and, and acknowledge you guys at the end how did that kind of come about and and how uh i guess h- how much has that helped in terms of just forming and, and establishing your own identity as a, as the student section yeah that's that's been going on before me or at least when i when i really got involved i think but it, it's really cool i don't think most schools probably don't do that Right. And it's, it's cool. Even after losses, they come, they come and thank us too. Uh, we may not be in the best mood for it <laughs> after those <laughs> losses, but I mean, it's, it's very, very nice gesture. Right. I mean, they all thank us for coming out. Thank Thank us for bringing the energy. Yeah. It just kind of helps us again, just kind of grow, like establish ourselves as like the people, the people who like lead the, not only the student section, but lead the entire arena and like kind of make the whole experience. So it's kind of a nice tribute to us. And I think Steve Peichel, you know, since he's been here, he's he's always gotten the the community aspect, and he always thanks, you know, the student section. He he, he thanks you guys specifically now, pretty often. Um, you know, the cheerleaders, the band, everybody. He's he's always thanking everybody. But what does that mean? You know, how important is that to all of you? Just when he does, you know, that the head coach of men's basketball is recognizing you guys for supporting the program and supporting the team. Yeah, it's just it's validation that you know what we're doing uh, matters and. But again, it has an effect, right? I mean, even uh, Coach Chiano or in football, he would come to us um, before the game and like say thank you for coming early, right? So I mean, it's it's yeah, it's just validation that like hey, like we're doing this and you're recognizing it and you're appreciating it and it's translating to positive outcomes. So let's talk specifically this season about um, you know obviously Jer- uh, the rack Jersey Mike's Arena this year uh, obviously moving forward you know for those of us like myself who went to Rutgers I mean the the rack was always a home court advantage it was always a tough place to play you know I'm obviously jealous of you that you uh, get to root for <laughs> such a good team many of us were unfortunate in, in having that over the years but even on bad teams. When, you know, for certain games, the rack was, uh, you know, always uh, a tough place to play. How uh, how much fun has it been, especially the year after not being able to go to games, to be able to have the environment you've had, have some of the games that we've had at home, the upsets against all the ranked teams, um, you know, just I guess that whole experience for you as a, a college student at Rutgers, where does that stand, you know, in terms of your total college experience? Oh, it's made it. It's made my college experience. You know, it's kind of everything like that. I I look forward to going to these games weeks in advance, right? Like I couldn't wait to get back to the rack when the school started this year and even last year when we were home. This year especially has been super fun uh, with all the types of games that we've had. And especially like the last two weeks where you kind of expected to win against this this historic streak against ranked teams. Um, and even two years ago when we went 18 and one at home, I mean, that that was like the birth of it, right? Like I kind of, I went three, so three years ago when they upset uh, Ohio State, they were ranked, it was torn the court. That's what kind of hooked me in. 
right? Like, I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm in now. And I started going to games all the time, going into the next year. I went to like almost every game and I missed like maybe two or three. And, you know, that pretty, like I kind of established myself as like a key member of the student section, kind of like, you know, always bringing that energy, sitting in the front row, all that kind of thing, all that kind of stuff. And now this year, um, I run it. <laughs> uh, so like, I am like the head of it. I'm the face of it. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. Uh, I've had so much fun, especially this basketball season, uh, doing my thing. For those that don't, they might not recognize your name, but for those that might recognize you otherwise, you are always there with your Rutgers flag. It's pretty much iconic at this point. Uh, and I've told you before, I even, you know, when, when I go to write article, I mean, I can find pictures of you uh, through Getty or, or USA Today where, you know, you're there with your flag. So how, how did the whole flag thing come about? Yeah, so two years ago, the president of the Riot Squad had brought his Rutgers American flag to games. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do this. So um, the Seton Hall game, uh, I took, I brought it. And so we had two American flags there and we won. So I'm like, okay, like I'm going to keep bringing this. Let's go picture on the court with the flag. Um, like it was like a whole thing. So I brought it the rest of the year and it just kind of stuck. Um, and now like I can't not bring it because like that's like kind of my thing. That's my whole brand. And uh, the, the Purdue game, was that the craziest end to the game, just in terms of it being unexpected going into the game? And then obviously they trailed by eight points, I think, with like three or four minutes to go. And then obviously the, the buzzer beater from half court with Ron Harper Jr. I mean, was that whole kind of series of events kind of the craziest time you've had uh, at a game? No, it has to be. I do I remember, too, like even in the first half, I think, Ron Harper Jr. hit a three that went that put us up five. And I just like absolutely lost it with Sir Henry. <laughs> and, like this, I this cannot be happening. And then little I know in the second half, it just go, it gets so much crazier. Um, I think the TV cameras caught me. Like I was looking, I was like, I was about to cry. <laughs> like after the um the offensive foul uh to Travion Williams. Uh it was like it was such a crazy end to that game, the last like minute and a half, the circumstances. Right. Like, you know, never be number one, hosting a one at the rack, you know, clearly like we're making a difference. And then obviously how it ended. I mean, that was just that was fairy tale stuff. And uh, I've noticed this year that there's a lot more either, you know, people dressing up or holding kind of blow up bananas. And uh, I saw a unicorn on Saturday. Uh, how is that kind of uh, developed? That I can't take credit for. People just show up in the banana suits and whatever else and bring whatever they want, which is great. The more the merrier, because I mean, that's it, it. Again, it's great for us. So, you know, keep doing it. And um, just in terms of the whole vibe and, you know, when, when you get into like the are you chance with the other sections of the, the arena and obviously, you know, what, what is it as you as a college student? What's the reception been like from alumni and older fans uh, that support the team that, you know, at games or. You know, you ever have people coming up to you or how's that kind of gone? Yeah, it's been really great. Um, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from alumni, um, students, um, people on Twitter, the whole community. I've had people come up to me at games and say, like, I, you don't know who I am. Like, I, I graduate X date and I, you know, I love what you're doing or like, you're my favorite person in the student section or like, you'll DM me on Twitter. Like, you know, I really love what you're doing. Like, if you guys need help with any like programs just let me know. I'll be happy to help out. Like it's it, stuff like that. I've had, I've gotten a lot of this year, which I've, you know, it's, again, it's validating. It's really, it's really much appreciated by not only me, but um, obviously the rest of the group. That's awesome. A couple more for you. Wanted to ask you, uh, obviously being a senior yourself, 
what is this specific team and specifically the seniors? Obviously, we're coming up on the last home game of the season. Definitely the last home game for Geo Baker and his career. Likely the last home game for Ron Harper Jr. We don't know about Caleb McConnell as much, but obviously those guys, we all know what they've meant to the program. But as a college student and, and rooting for this team over the years, what have they meant to you as students and, and the impact they've made? And uh, what are your kind of thoughts and emotions going into this last home game? Oh, very bittersweet. <laughs> very bittersweet for not only them, but us. Yeah, I mean, the, this group of guys are like the people you look up to on campus, right? They're like the kind of the biggest people on campus, if you will. And they've really made this team, right? Like, you know, three years ago, like there really wasn't like a, there wasn't a established student section that like was this big, right? Like it's kind of grown over time. And the current group of guys have played a great part of that because, you know, without the team being good, we don't grow, right? So it's the Geo Bakers, the Caleb McConnells, the Paul Mulcahy's, uh, the Ron Harper Juniors, et cetera, et cetera, like, um, that make this, right? Um, and I mean, obviously, Geo Baker's had a legendary career here. Like he should have his number retired, in my opinion. Ron Harper Jr. also had a great career here. Like they've they've been like the guys that we look up to and have kind of ever really made turn this around from being like, you know, the, the Rutgers that you went to school with, right, versus the Rutgers that I'm in school with, right? Absolutely. Well, listen, I think you deserve it because you, you've dealt with, I mean, you guys have had an unprecedented college career and dealing with COVID and having to take uh, you know, classes online and, and not being on campus and missing that part of your college experience. So I'm glad for you that, you know, you're having this type of experience with, with sports that, you know, many of us never had. Wanted to ask, you know, I know my own dealings and experiences with them. And, you know, I think, you know, with Paykel and just the program he's built and the quality of people that he's brought into the program and the quality of people that the players are, you know, is there anything you could tell us as fans, as students that you've had interactions with them, either you or other people, you know, or just kind of, you know, how, how people have interacted with the players and, and how, you know, how they are to deal with on a, on a normal, regular day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of us have interacted with, with the players kind of regularly. I mean, like I've definitely talked to, pretty much everyone on the team, at least at some point. Um, I'm friends with a few players. Um, I know a lot of people see the players at you know, like the dining hall or just walking from their apartments to the facility or before games or whatever it may be. And yeah, I mean, you got to hit the nail on the head. Like they're all very good people. They're all very like down to earth, uh, very willing to talk. Um, they're all very, you know, they're all very high character people and they really appreciate um, the reception that they get from us and around campus. Um, so, I mean, again, it just kind of adds to it, right? Like this group is, it, they're good, but they're so easy to root for because they're such good people, right? So like that, it just, again, just adds to the entire, the entire thing that they've built here. Well, uh, wanted to uh, give you an opportunity just to, um, you know, promote the Riot Squad. Where can people find you online? Uh, where can they go to find out more information about you as well? Yeah, uh, the best place would be our social medias. Um, so we're at RU Riot Squad on Instagram and Twitter. The link in our bio has a link tree that has like a bunch of different links. So that's probably the best place. I mean, you know, you ever you turn on the TV at Rutgers Sporting, you'll probably see us. Well, and I have to give you credit uh, how well organized you guys are as college students. Um, an embarrassing story, my senior year, uh, you know, I, I got a bunch of friends to paint ourselves red for the Rutgers Seton Hall game. Epic fail. We got there late. We never made TV. We we're at the top of the student section. My friend ended up in the hospital, long story short. So uh, it's not easy what you guys do game after game, season after season, uh, sport team after team. 
Uh, and I know even at like women's soccer, field hockey, you guys really make an impact. So really impressed with what you guys are doing. Really happy for all of you that you're getting to experience this. And hopefully, you know, there's a lot more uh, uh, fun ahead in the next few weeks. So Ryan, thanks so much for being here. Best of luck with the rest of your uh, senior year. Thanks for all you do with the Riot Squad. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This has been great. Thanks so much for Ryan O'Connor for joining us. It was great to talk to him and hear his perspective and just find out more about the Riot Squad. It's just They do an amazing job. And it's, uh, you know, for, for someone that's been out of school a couple decades now, uh, I, I definitely, you know, it's fun to watch them during games and their energy and uh, their enthusiasm and, and how much they mean to the environment. Uh, it's just great to see and uh, o- always fun to talk to Ryan and to follow that group. So definitely, you know, follow them uh, on, on Twitter and social media for, for all the latest there. One thing I did want to mention before we go, uh, Rutgers women's basketball, huge win in the first round of the Big Ten tournament over Penn State, 75-50. Um, on Wednesday, Osh Brown had a double-double uh, yet again. Um, Shug Dixon has really come alive, uh, had nine assists in that game. And now they take on Indiana uh, on Thursday. But, you know, just a huge turnaround for them. Winners of four of their last six games after losing their first 12 conference games this season. You really have to just give credit to the coaching staff, uh, Tim Eatman, the acting head coach, his assistants, and these players that, you know, inherited a very difficult spot coming to Rutgers, not knowing that C. Vivian Stringer wouldn't be there this year. And they've really handled things with class and they've continued to fight. And it's really great to see them get rewarded at the end of the season. We'll see if they can make a miracle run, but uh, stay tuned for them. But did not want to uh, end this episode without acknowledging them. Stay tuned for all our coverage at onthebanks.com as men's basketball. Obviously, um, exciting weekend and weeks ahead, we hope, uh, with the Big Ten tournament next week. And then Selection Sunday, the following weekend, nothing set in stone for sure. But obviously, the win Wednesday night at Indiana makes this realistic that 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 it's there for the taking now and they just have to go take it like they have the last two years thanks for listening once again here at on the banks follow on the banks on twitter at otb underscore sb nation and subscribe to us on apple podcasts just search on the banks podcast